the number of newspapers going out of business, the, the, the declining circulation of even major newspapers in our country indicates not many people getting their news from newspapers anymore. We're also told that there are less people listening to radio and even the sort of the mainstay TV news programs are losing viewership. They have declining numbers as well. Most of all of that is credited to the Internet. And by way of Internet sites and social media sites and so forth, most people are getting their news that way these days. But no matter where you get your news, uh, it seems that the emphasis is on bad news. When we, when we do catch some news, usually it's about something bad that has happened. Killings and assaults and robberies and, and bombings and terrorist attacks and that sort of thing typically dominates the news. The news usually is filled with lots of bad news and it can be really depressing when you try to take in the news. We need some good news. And thankfully, we have a source for the best news of all. We call it the gospel. And for a few moments this morning, we want to study about the gospel uh, and what that word means and all the implications of it. If we can, in our study this morning, we want to talk about the gospel. We stop here just briefly to say thanks to everybody who's here. We're glad that you have come. We appreciate your presence very much. For any and all who are visiting with us, thanks for being here. We're always open to questions. Why do you believe that? Why do you do that? Why do you do that that way? And so forth. Those are the kind of questions. We're very open to those kind of questions. And if you have them, by all means, please ask them. If we can be of any assistance at all to you, especially in regards to Bible study, please let us know how we can do that. We thank you all for being here today. Let's talk about the gospel. The first thing that we need to point out is that the word gospel literally means good news. Um, this is an English-derived word. It's a translation. This does not relate in sound or pronunciation at all to the Greek word from which it comes. This is an English word. This is derived from English. And it, originally it was good spell, good spell. And the word spell, S-P-E-L, in Old English meant a story or a message. And so this was the good story. This was the good message, good spell, and over time, it simply began to be pronounced as gospel. But it literally means good news, a, a, a good message, a, a good story. Um, and so, what is this good news? Well, first of all, the good news is from God Himself. This news that is being reported comes from God. I said earlier that a lot of times people today are getting their news from the Internet. And so someone tells you something and you're kind of shocked by what they said. Where did you hear that? Oh, it was on the Internet. And, if, and then we even roll our eyes, you know, because if it's on the Internet, you're sure it's true. Because there's so much false information on the Internet, right? And so if, if, if our news source is the Internet, we've got to be suspect of that. It may not be very accurate. But in this case, the good news that we're talking about comes from God Himself. In the text that Jacob read for us earlier from Romans chapter 1, beginning verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scripture. Notice, it is the, the gospel of God. It comes from him. 
So this good news is from God. Link with that what we know about God. Passages, for instance, like Titus chapter 1, verse 2, says that God cannot lie. And so, if this is a message from God, if it's good news from God, and God cannot lie, it's contrary to His very nature, then we're talking about news here, good news, that, can, that comes from a perfect source, and we can have ultimate trust and confidence in the message. There's no doubts, there's no worries. And so when it comes to the gospel, know its source. The gospel is from God. Know also that the gospel reveals God's grace. Now, think about this for just a minute. If this message is from God, oh, wait a minute, should I be, should I be happy about that? Think of it this way. So you go to the mailbox tomorrow and you open the mailbox and in with all the other bills and junk mail, there's a letter from the IRS, personalized letter from the IRS to you. What's your first reaction to that? Oh, no. I mean, before you even open the envelope, you think, this is something bad. This is probably really bad. They probably decided I didn't file my taxes accurately. And now I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm going to have to pay money. All that, you know, maybe you open the envelope and it doesn't turn out that way, but you'd be suspicious. A letter from the IRS probably not a good thing. A letter from God, a message from God, is, is that a good thing? You know, your, your, your thinking might be, if this is a message from God, it's probably not good because I'm a sinner. And I have violated God's rules over and over again in my life. This is a message from God. And I know that I have not been good at keeping the will of God in my life. There's been many times when I have violated His instruction. And He's sending a message. This is probably a message describing my doom. This is probably a message that's talking about all the bad things about to happen to me because I haven't been living all my life like God wants me to live. Wrong. This is a message from God, but it's a message describing His grace. It's a message describing His undeserved favor toward me. That's what we define grace as, right? Unmerited or undeserved favor. This is a gospel that describes God's grace, that He is extending favor toward me even when I don't deserve it. In Acts chapter 20, beginning verse 22, Paul, remember this is at the end of the third missionary journey. He's on his way back to Jerusalem. When he gets back to Jerusalem, he's going to end up being arrested and over a long course, he's finally going to end up in Rome to have a trial before Caesar. He's on his way to Jerusalem, and all those things are coming. He says in Acts 20, verse 22, And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit into Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and affliction abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. That's a beautiful description. There it is. The good news that comes from God is about the fact that He is extending grace to us, that He is showing favor and kindness to us when we absolutely do not deserve it. And so this message of good news from God talks about His grace. Actually, the gospel is about Jesus because it is through Jesus that God extends His grace to us. Jesus is the way. 
Jesus is how God bestowed his grace upon mankind. Look at that text that Jacob read earlier. Look at that one more time. In Romans chapter 1, beginning verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. There's that gospel of God which he had promised afore by his prophets and in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Again, the gospel of God concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. So the gospel is about Jesus. Well, what about Jesus? It could be kind of bad news when you think about Jesus because we know that Jesus, although he was a perfect and sinless individual, cruel men took him by force and brutally tortured him and murdered him, hanging him on the cross of Calvary, and he died. They tortured him to death. Oh, that, whoa, that sounds like maybe bad news. This is good news from God concerning his grace extended through Jesus Christ, but wait a minute. It didn't turn out so well for Jesus Christ. Yes, it did. Because he was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And so Jesus is the story of a victory over death. And that same victory can, over death can be our own. The gospel of God about his grace through Jesus Christ. In fact, when Mark starts out his account of the life of Jesus, in Mark chapter 1, verse 1, he simply calls it the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about Jesus, and we can be grateful for that. All right, now, think about this then. The gospel means good news. It's good news because of its source. It comes from God. It's good news because it doesn't talk about the fact that God wants to punish us. This news from God is that he wants to show grace toward us. He wants to favor us. He wants to benefit us even though we don't deserve it from God about His grace and accomplished through Jesus Christ. Well, that's, that's all very good. Uh, that's all very good, but the question might be, how does this relate to me? Well, it is also the good news concerning our salvation. I saw uh, a a story in the news this week, and this was actually, depending on how you look at it, I suppose, sort of a good news story because it told about a police officer who rescued a toddler who had been trapped in a, in a locked car for 12 hours, almost had passed out from the heat in the car, and this police officer rescued the toddler and, and the child was saved, survived. That's good news, right? Now, the other side of the bad news was a, a drunken mother who left the child in the car for those 12 hours. That's the bad side of that story. But the good news was that the police officer rescued the child and the child was saved. That's good news. We're interested in good news, right? Well, the very best news is here concerning the fact that we can be saved eternally. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom Jesus... Ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So again, as we see those points we've been describing from God about his grace, accomplished through Jesus for our salvation. That's not just good news when you stop to think about it. That's really incredible news. It's amazing news that God would do that for us. 
We simply don't deserve it. Uh, if we got what we deserved, as we often point out, what we would do is spend eternity burning in hell because that's what we have earned. That's what we deserve for our deeds. But God has been so gracious toward us through Jesus that salvation has been afforded to us, even called the good news, the gospel of your salvation. But know that this gospel of our salvation just doesn't tell us that it's there. doesn't just tell us that it's available. This gospel of our salvation actually tells us what to do in order to have salvation. In Mark's account of the Great Commission, Mark 16, 15 and 16, he said to them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Notice, they were to go and preach the gospel. That's what we're talking about. But as they preached the gospel, they were to teach people that they need to believe and be baptized for salvation. So it's important for us to note that the good news of the gospel explicitly describes to us how to be saved. It's not just saying you can be. Well, that'd, that'd be interesting news, but if I don't know how to get there to that point of salvation, there'd be something seriously lacking. But there is no lack in this good news. It is from God, revealing His grace through Jesus about our salvation. Now, does the story stop there? It, does the story just end at that point? And the answer is no, because this gospel is also described as that which regulates activity within the Lord's kingdom. Um, as baptized believers, we are in Christ's kingdom. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says that we have been translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. And so this good news tells us how we should act as citizens in His kingdom. Think about it. A king. A kingdom. If you thought of a literal king, you would think of a person who has sovereign authority, right? He gets to say what to do, and everybody under him does what he says. He's the king there in the kingdom. The king rules over his kingdom. The king says what is to be done, and everybody better do it, right? King and kingdom. Well, Jesus is king over his kingdom. Notice it's even referred to that way. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching, notice, the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So, there's, the gospel involves the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, it tells us how we are to live. What are the regulations that we are to live by? That's really good, too. It's good to know what our expectations are. We have come to the Lord to be saved. We are now in His kingdom. But thankfully, He hasn't just left us at that. He's told us how to live in His kingdom as citizens of His kingdom. Imagine this. So, it's hard, it's hard to fathom, but imagine we live maybe in medieval times uh, and, and we're in some king's realm. And so, one day, the soldiers show up and they arrest you. You, don't, you can't even imagine that you've done anything wrong, but they arrest you and you, you ask them why. And they say, well, it's because the king made a rule and you broke it. Well, what was the rule that I broke? Well, it has to do with your garden. My garden? What about my garden? Well, you planted crooked rows in your garden. 
and the king has a rule that you can't plant crooked rows, and you did, and therefore you're going to jail. Well, I didn't even know. It doesn't matter. That's the rule, and you're expected to live by it. Can you imagine the situation? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? I, I suppose something like that probably has happened in the history of time. Various fallible earthly kings. But not here. We have the rules that pertain to the kingdom. It is the gospel of the kingdom. We can know. The Lord has told us our expectations. And I'll tell you something else about our king. Our king is a benevolent king. He's not just some mean dictator. The story we were just trying to imagine would indicate that men as kings can be cruel authoritarians. They can be mean dictators. But in the case of our king and the kingdom in which we serve, the good news is that in this kingdom, the king is a benevolent king, and everything that he asks us to do is in our best interest. He's not, he's just not arbitrarily throwing out rules and then pouncing on people if they fail to keep the rule. That's not, that's not our king. Our king is a good and benevolent king, and he only asks us to do what is in our best interest anyway. That's the good news of the kingdom. And so, uh, I don't know, uh, about you, but when I stop and think about these simple observations, it really does sound like good news, doesn't it? It really is good news, the gospel. Now, one more point we want to make about this, and that is that it is the gospel, and there's only one. In our Bible class this morning, it was pointed out there's some powerful little words in the English language, and here's one of those powerful little words that we use all the time, the word the, the. If you were studying grammar, uh, they would call the word the a definite article. And when, when you think of a definite article, it, it's not, it, in other words, it's not talking about lots of or many or in general. It's talking about a specific, a single. It is the gospel. It, now, there's, a, there's another kind of description. You could talk about a gospel. And if you talk about a gospel, the implication would be there's lots of them out there to choose from. That's not the case. It is the gospel. The definite article, the, says that there is only one. In Galatians chapter 1, beginning verse 1, Paul said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. And so there is the gospel of Christ. The problem is, some might come along and try to suggest another gospel, and that'd be wrong. It'd be a perversion. Uh, our need is to learn and follow the one true gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, gospel, good news. I think we can agree that it really is good news, uh, and we can rejoice in that. But like all things, if we don't respond, it doesn't do any good. Uh, there, there might be the best news that you ever heard about, oh, I don't know, maybe some job opportunity or some financial opportunity that's out there in the world, and, and you heard about it, but you didn't take advantage of it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're giving away $100 bills on the courthouse square tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Would that sound like good news? Yeah, pr probably pretty good news, especially if we don't have any money. $100 bills for free on the courthouse square 
tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Good news. Well, it's not good news if I don't go there, right? If I don't go there and receive that gift, then it may be good news, but I haven't availed myself of its advantage. I've got to do something. And the same thing is true about the good news that God has extended to us. He's gracious. He's loving, merciful, and forgiving. You can have His forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, He's made salvation available. But if you don't take advantage of it, the good news is just wasted on you. Have you become a child of God? Are you a Christian? Have you obeyed the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? Hearing the truth, believing, repenting, and confessing your faith in Jesus, will you be baptized for the remission of sins? If you've not done that, we hope you'll make that decision without delay. If you're a Christian already, but you've slipped back and not been faithful to your Lord, come back to Him in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help, let us know while we stand and sing. Thank you.